Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello. Welcome to the podcast that hasn't existed for at least a month, but now we're back! It's So I Married a Movie Geek. Justin's trying to tell me it's two months, by the way. Justin Winters, that is, because he's an introduction. It's been a while. <laughs> Hi, Justin Winters. Hi, Chrissy Winters. Oh, bringing out the married name. Slash McQueen. It's true. You can call me whatever you like. Chrissy McQueen, Chrissy Winters. Just don't call me Chrissy Snow. Do you know who that is? You look very skeptical. Who is that? Really? You don't know? Who? From Three's Company. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Okay. Well, we apologize for the extended absence without the extended absence greeting. We, as you well know by now, have a baby and two full-time jobs and an apartment and yada, yada, yada life. <laughs> we got an apartment. <laughs> we have to take care of it. It takes time. Washing things. Preparing to wash things. <laughs> taking care of the things once they're washed. Clean all the things. It's hard. It's hard. But we made it. Justin's very sleepy because we don't sleep anymore. Hey, Justin, since we don't sleep anymore, maybe we should just record this podcast at night. Like when we would otherwise like it be is sleeping. night. <laughs> it is? Yes, it's I've night I've lost right track now. of all time. I know. Distance so, and proportion. It's so crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, how about this? When Brooklyn wakes us up at 2.30 in the morning like she's been doing, and mm-hmm. then we're going to be up till 4 o'clock anyway, yeah. let's record another podcast. Okay. What movie are we going to talk about? We could talk about the movie that's playing in the background right now. No, we're not. Would you like to tell the nice people at home what's on in the background right now? We've already talked about that movie, Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. I don't think we have, because Justin, you watched this without me, and I refused, with good reason, but I've seen pieces of it. And... I think I said it was probably one of the worst movies I saw last year. It's a mistake. This whole movie is just one giant mistake, basically. It's horrible. Okay, cool. Anyway, moving on. Um, but another reason we really haven't done a podcast is we just really don't, we're not able to watch movies anymore. Oh yeah, that's a big part of it too. It's not that we just don't have time to record. Like, it took us two weeks, two weeks, just to watch one of the movies for this podcast. Shameful. I know, right? I know. What? You know what's even more shameful? What? I can't even remember the name of the second movie that we watched. I remember that everything we about it. Watching yesterday. Yeah, no, I remember everything about it, and I yeah, I cannot remember the name. Demolition Derby. Yes. Man. Demolition Man. <laughs> so the second movie. Yeah. What's the first movie we watched? They live. Awesome. There you go. See. So yeah, those two movies took us good old like, brain at least a month to watch. <laughs> no, not a month. It hasn't been a month since we watched They Live. It has not been a month. Pretty much been a month. Well, that explains things. <laughs> the whole thing started when, let's say, if we're going with Justin's timeline, about a month ago, I emailed him and was like, hey, here's a list of movies I would like to see for the podcast. Remember that? The podcast? Okay. <clears throat> and they were all dystopian in nature because girlfriend likes herself a dystopian movie. And Justin then picked... Out of this list of, like, 14 movies, they live. <laughs> that was eight. <laughs> okay. You remember the exact number from a month ago? How many movies they mentioned I'd like to see? It definitely was not 14. Okay. Close. But, yeah, I picked They Live. And I don't remember putting Demolition Man <laughs> anywhere on that list. And yet, somehow, that made its way. You snuck that in to the podcast. Are you glad? Yes. Okay. So we watched They Live and Demolition Man. The whole reason I brought up that list was for two reasons. One, to point out that Justin didn't even pick off of my list except for one. 
And two, out of everything that was on that list, you chose They Live? Yeah. Why? Because it's awesome. What is awesome about this movie? Um, it's, it's got a timeless theme. Ooh, getting deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really deep. <laughs> What's timeless about this theme, Justin? Do tell. I don't know. This is the first time you saw it. Why don't you tell me? Do you remember the theme? What's the movie about? Yes, the timeless theme of aliens. <laughs> Good. No, I keyed, I keyed. Um, okay, so this, do you want me to synopsize, or not synopsize, but kind of roll it up in a neat little package with a bow for you? <laughs> sure, if you like to do that, that's fine. Okay, so this movie is about living. <laughs> The two timeless themes of living and aliens. <laughs> Basically, it's a bunch of people living in a tent city. And um, they are trying to make it work in this. Is it? Would you say it's the future? Because it's never quite clear if it's the future or not. Um, is it the future? I don't know. But it's obviously, what if it is... An the alternate fu future. Yeah, it's an alternate. It's like a parallel universe sort of thing. But dystopian for the fact that everybody is basically being lulled to sleep by the man. And they don't really necessarily know it. They're just kind of being held under the man's thumb. And a couple people do seem to know it. And they want to wake everyone up. So they um, put on these broadcasts on TV that basically just tell you, you are all asleep, you all need to wake up. No, seriously, you're all asleep. And everybody's like, man, these people are crazy. Why are they telling us to wake up and stuff? I don't get it. And then one day, the main character wakes up and puts on these glasses so he can see the world for what it really is. And he walks around and it's basically like every billboard you see where you think it's advertising something, it's actually saying like, obey. Mm -hmm. And the glasses allow him to see that. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's just a matter of waking all the kids up. Waking up. Seizing the day. Here, man. Wear these sunglasses. <laughs> Carpe diem. <laughs> yeah. So life. Not so much about aliens. I was kidding about that. Yeah, it's like a feature-length Twilight Zone episode. You know what? What? That's a really good way of putting it. I know. That's why I chose it. Because you love Twilight Zone. Oh. Yeah. That's why you chose it. Mm -hmm. You didn't say that before when I asked you why you chose it. Okay. Well then. And I know that you like subversive movies. Subversive meaning that the man is holding everyone down or that like everyone's going to subvert the man. <laughs> It's got your favorite themes, aliens and living. <laughs> no wonder I loved Independence Day. Nah, I, I just finally went to the movie theater for the first time in, God. Like a month. When did we go see Pitch, Pitch, was Pitch Perfect? No, we've seen something, we saw Django. No, we saw Pitch Perfect after that, right? Mm-mm. Oh. Django was like at the first of the year though, right? No. January. No, we saw Django in February. Really? Yeah, we saw it right before the Oscars. Yep. Okay. So, it's been a while. Justin has no memory now that he doesn't sleep. Anyway, that's a long time not to go to the movies. So anyway, I went to see The Evil Dead. <laughs> it was awesome. Why was it awesome? Because it was like a roller coaster ride in the theater. So this isn't an official, like, movie headline part of our podcast, but let's talk about Evil Dead that you saw that I didn't, Justin. Mm -hmm. Why should I have seen it? And why are you glad I did not see it? Um, the only reason you should have was I would have liked to see your response. So basically you want me to vomit on the floor. It basically would have been the goriest movie you've ever seen because... You said that to me when you came home, but I was like, how do you know? How do you know that I haven't seen gory movies? Well, I can't think of a movie I've seen with you that's gorier than it. 
Well, we referenced when we had this conversation outside see, of the podcast, you, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which the f- original Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't very gory at all. It was okay. all suggested stuff. Mine's the hitting her in the head. This movie Grandpa's had like hit you in the head. Thousands, they used like thousands and thousands and thousands of buckets of fake blood in it. Okay. But they used a lot of fake blood in um, the movie about the woods with... Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. No. Not compared to this. Remember that? And the elevator and all that? I remember, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Walking Dead can get pretty gory. <laughs> you don't even like to watch that with me. Eh. I think the last time I had it on, you're like, man. I said, this is a really good show, but it's gory. Yeah. Well, you would be... Like, I was going to take you just to see your spots. It's crazy. Basically, I mean, I've seen a lot of gory movies. And if I'm in the movie theater and I look next to my friend, Evan, and I'm like, shit. Would it make me more? I was like, bitch. (laughs) Would it make me more uncomfortable than the human centipede? Um, no. Well, human centipede is uncomfortable for a different reason. That's because it's gory. It's because it's got people's, you know lips attached to people's anuses and stuff and then they die and then they have to eat their poop and then they die and then they die this is just like gory gory how do they die by the way because if it's like the circle <laughs> of life and like you're being fed even though it's not good for you and you may make you sick like let's not talk about human centipede. okay anyway <laughs> you evil does great i might make you see it just What's so it we could do a podcast episode about it i don't it. know about that what's it about it's about these, um, well, the remake is about these uh, college-age kids that go in the woods to a cabin because one of their friends, um, this girl, is trying to kick drugs, some kind of drugs. It's like maybe heroin or something like that. So they take her out to the woods to help her kick it. Oh, that's smart. And they are like, we're not going to let you leave. We want you to kick this. And while they're and there, this is cheaper than rehab. While they're there, they find this um, this mysterious book that is um, it's encased in barbed wire. Someone's shut it with barbed wire, and one of the guys decides that, hey, maybe I should cut this barbed wire and see what's in this book. And he like reads out of it, and then just shit goes down. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait Spirits. a minute! Spirits. This movie sounds familiar. Well, you saw, is, you saw Evil Dead 2, even though you fell asleep during half of it. Uh, yeah, well, that was a midnight showing, in my defense, in, yeah. like, this really awful, not awful, but not well-kept-up movie yeah. theater. No, but come on. What was the movie we saw? I think we even saw it for the podcast, where there was, like, a diary, and people were reading it, and then it was almost like choose-your-own-adventure diary horror movie version. Kevin in the Woods. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, Kevin in the Woods kind of... Poking fun at all different types of horror movies. Oh, it was a trope. Yeah. I didn't know. Anyway. Okay. Great, great remake. Great movie. Uh, They Live, I think, would make a great remake someday because its theme is still prevalent and it would work. Do you think that in real life right now we are kind of asleep to certain things? Of course. Like what? Commercialism. We're yes. always being sold something. That's true. We are always get being married, sold get something. pregnant, have babies, consume. That's true. Watch movies, do podcasts. About I think there was kind of a modern movie, Justin. Just so you know, <laughs> that capitalized on this theme. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was called Wally. It was called The Matrix. <laughs> and The Matrix. <laughs> I was thinking of Wally myself. Yeah. That was a great movie, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Really stick your neck out on that one. (laughs) I'm here to say that Wally was great. (laughs) Okay, well. Give it an enthusiastic thumbs up. Aw, R.A.P. So you asked me, you're like, what? Wait, R.A.P. R.A.P.? R.I.P. I'm like, rap? (laughs) Is that what you call it? Maybe it would be appropriate. <laughs> that R.A.P. that all the kids are listening to. <laughs> to give an R.A.P. rap to Richard Ebert. Would you like to help me out with this? <laughs> uh, 
Roger Ebert's dead. That's really bad. R.A.P. <laughs> Wait, no. I think I need to try a version now. Here, okay. give me a beat. Hey, Roger Ebert, we love your reviews. Not only that, we love the Jews. <laughs> Not done. We took a left keep, turn here. Keep going. Are you going to talk about Nazis again? No. Oh. I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> hey, Roger Eva, we loved your reviews. Not oh, <laughs> we love the Jews. Just like Jean, I'm talking about Siskel. Now you guys will be friends in Driscoll. Where is Driscoll place in heaven? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> don't, don't give up your day job. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. very sad. We lost uh, Ebert. It is very sad. And that was a silly way of <laughs> you're the worst. You're the worst rap I've ever heard. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, by the way, you should add another P in there, because otherwise you just call me a raper. <laughs> Thanks that for too. that, too. You're the worst rapist ever. <laughs> you just raped that beat. I gotta get better at my raping, guys. <laughs> and then you brought the Jews into it for some reason. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to bring in Siskel. <laughs> was he Jewish? Was he? Siskel? Maybe? Gene? Gene? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Somebody settled this debate for us. We need sleep. Clearly. Let's go back to the movie. Okay. So you were like, why did you make me watch this? Uh, I mean, when we were watching it, you seemed to enjoy it. So I did. Did you enjoy it? I did. What did you enjoy about it? Exactly everything we just talked about, because after that point, I don't <laughs> you mean remember. Roger Ebert dying in <laughs> <and> the juice. <laughs> everything we talked about before with the um, dystopian nature, the whole parallel universe, and like, and the commercialism of what we're constantly being sold. But there's a subversive tone to mm-hmm. what is really being sold to us. You know, it's a different bill of goods altogether. Uh, that being said. That happens after he starts taking people down in the street, and it's because you fell asleep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Chrissy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I know that <laughs> at the end. Yeah. I know that he went back to the church. He found out it wasn't a church anymore. Oh, wait, no, that's when he got the glasses. <laughs> that was like in the first 30 minutes. <laughs> Never mind. I got confused. Never mind. <laughs> so how did it end? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, basically, he... Um, I might have seen him, just don't remember because I was tired. He and his friend, uh, the guy played by Keith David, mm-hmm. who's in our favorite movie, Rick for a Dream. Yes. You remember him? Yes. He was the guy that was like... Ass to ass. Ass to ass? Yeah. The famous dildo scene. Oh, I don't know why, but I was back to our human centipede discussion in my head, and I was like, what? Uh, they, um, they're like, we gotta stick it to the man. The man being the aliens. Mm-hmm. And so they, the aliens have, like, like, a satellite that's, like, keeping everyone asleep. And in the end, um... Black guy dies because of that girl who keeps double-crossing them. And they're like, let's be friends. Even though you just double-crossed us. And they're like, okay. And then she double-crosses again. Kills the black guy. Uh, Roddy Piper, the, the main guy, um, smashes the... He kills the satellite. Everyone's able to see the aliens for what they are. And then he gets killed. And he like gives the middle finger as he's dying or something. Oh. That was fun. <laughs> I wish I would have seen that. <laughs> anyway although your synopsis was pretty good so maybe i don't have to see it maybe that was good enough there's so other than the the great uh still relevant theme of this movie mm-hmm. there's two other things i like about this movie what one it's got one of the best lines in ever, in any movie ever it's when he goes was he in the bank Roddy piper goes no yeah i think he's in the bank 
Remember when he go, walks in the bank and he like starts killing all these people? We're yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. But he walks in and he's like, all right, I'm here to do two things. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember that. It's the best line almost ever in any movie, you guys. Best line almost ever. And I can't even remember it. It's so good. <laughs> so sleepy. <laughs> Can you give me a gist? I think he says, what does he say? Oh, he says uh, two things. Uh, kicks, <laughs> chew some bubble gum and kick some ass. And I'm almost out of bubble gum. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to have to do two things here. Something like that. I think I paraphrased that terribly. Anyway, uh, there's that, and then there's... How can you the- paraphrase the best line ever in American cinema? <laughs> Not, I'll be right here. <laughs> Not, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Not even, you jump, I jump. Like, somehow, chewing bubble gum and taking names... That is officially the best line in American cinema from that classic they live. There's no place like our apartment. <laughs> um, Good paraphrasing there, too. There's also this really corny, t- it's like 10 minute long fight scene between uh, the main two characters. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, how uh, Peter and Family Guy is always fighting with that chicken. Just t- It goes on forever. Over the sunglasses. <laughs> you don't remember the scene either? Nope. God, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst podcast ever. I remember a lot about the second movie. Jesus. We're spending a lot of time on this first movie. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you didn't like about the movie that you don't remember anything about it at all? It's outside in sand a lot. <laughs> It's outside in sand a lot? I was totally kidding. Like, this was shot in Los Angeles. I was kidding. The deserts of Los Angeles. <laughs> hey, LA is kind of a desert, okay? I'm not that far off, but I was kidding in this particular regard. Holy crap. Um, I'll tell you what I guess I didn't like about it. Uh-huh. It moved slightly slowly to get to the big reveal. <laughs> Honestly, maybe... Especially when you're asleep. Well, no, I was going to say, maybe I would have stayed awake longer if it would have happened sooner. <laughs> you know, they should really have that climax in the first 30 minutes. Do you know how I stayed awake for flight? Because the plane went down in the first 10 minutes. Oh, that wasn't the climax of the movie. For me, it was. I was like... <laughs> Time to go to sleep. <laughs> and then I was up. And the funny thing was, is I was tired before that. But I stayed up for that. So I'm just saying, move it up a little bit, people. Come on. Time's a waste and people are tired. All right. Well, what's your final grade for the first 30 minutes of they live? If I were to think of it in terms of a restaurant grade, you start off at 100 and then you get knocked off for things along the way. And since... I didn't see enough. You're going to knock off. I'm going to give it an A. <laughs> great. Thanks. Good, great. All right. Great and good. I'll give it like a B plus, somewhere like that. Honestly, that's probably what I give it to. But I was being fair because I didn't see the whole, whole thing. It's all a good portion. All right, well, let's talk about the movie you actually watched the whole thing. Yay. Demolition Man. From 1993. Starring? Wesley Snipes. Yes. Sandra Bullock. Yes. Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Good job. Thanks. And a couple other people that I recognize as character actors where I'm like, oh, them, they've been in things. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you think of Demolition Man? Much better than I anticipated it being. Really? Yeah. Whoa. I actually like this. Whoa. Whoa. I'm surprised. You really thought I, I wouldn't? Um, I don't know. I'm surprised you, you didn't fall asleep. There you go. Well, we broke this up over the course of like three viewings. <laughs> so that's how I didn't fall asleep. Okay. Good to know. I mean, if you think about it, when I watch TV, I don't fall asleep. And I think that's exactly it. It's shorter time spent on one thing. It's like when you read a book. I love to read, by the way. But after about three chapters, I start to get tired. And then I fall asleep. You know what we should do? What? More Coke. Oh, yeah. Let me get right on that. (laughs) Coke. (laughs) Okay. So, on to Demolition Man. Yes. So... I was skeptical. Some people haven't seen Demolition Man. Okay. What's it about? 
Okay. Demolition Man is definitely in the future for the most part, except it starts out in 1993. It's basically like a um, Wesley Snipes versus Sylvester Stallone standoff. Wesley Snipes is the bad guy. Sylvester Stallone is a cop. Um, it doesn't go well <laughs> for either party. Nope. And they're both cryogenically frozen as a form of punishment. It's like you go to court, instead of being sent to jail, you get sent to cryogenic prison. And um, they were supposed to be asleep for like 70-something years. During that time, they're supposed to be rehabilitated by, basically their brains are like programmed with some sort of rehab knowledge so they have a new skill that they feel an impulse to do upon awakening. Uh, Sylvester Stallone learned how to knit. (laughs) And he made plenty of sweaters. <laughs> Wesley Snipes was taught how to be a terrorist. Because that's rehab for you. Um, and to impersonate Dennis Rodman. That as well. Well, actually, it was the other way around. Dennis Rodman, turns out, was very into this movie and modeled his hair off of Wesley Snipes. I read that. Nice. Anyway. Uh, so, instead of serving their 70-plus year sentences the way... They're supposed to. By the way, I'd like you to know that Justin just took off his shirt and is now wearing it like a do-rag. I don't even know what just happened, but I had to denote or note that that was happening. It's hot in here, man. It's getting hot in here. So what? Take off all your clothes. I am so hot. I'm going to take my clothes off. <laughs> is that it? I am getting so hot. That was close. Yeah. I'm so hot. <laughs> yeah, it was very close. That was the best line in rap history. R.A.P. You are a good R.A.P.ist. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm the best R.A.P.ist ever. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, so um, instead of serving their 70-year sentences like they're supposed to, they are released early. And it's not entirely clear why they're released early. Uh, What's-his-face, Sylvester Stallone, whose name I now know is John Spartan, because they say their first and last name every five seconds in this movie, which was kind of a pet peeve on my part. John Spartan was released because he's supposed to catch a maniac, a.k.a. Wesley Snipes. He's a maniac. Maniac on the floor. And he's dancing like he's never danced before. Yep. But now the question Sound remains. Like Jimmy Fallon, what's that thing? History of rap? No. History no. of R.A.P. is? The Bee Gees thing. Oh. I'll put you in the ground. <laughs> um, but why was Wesley Snipes released early? Nobody knows. The shadow of Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, I don't want to give too much away, but like, Basically, it's like, why is Wesley Snipes being released early, and why does he have all this terrorist knowledge as his rehab program? Hmm, somebody high up must be egging this on, because otherwise, why would it be happening? And John Spartan figures out pretty quickly, and then it's a matter of taking down Wesley Snipes, plus taking down the high up guy who's created this society that we haven't even gotten into, by the way, in the future. Mm -hmm. And, um... It's a mixture of, I think, psychology and action and crazy stuff in the future. Yeah. This movie's really goofy. It is goofy. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't make it out to be goofy at all, by the way, by that description. And it is totally goofy, and that's what I liked about it. In fact, I'm not sure I was expecting it to be goofy, and that's why I wasn't sure I'd like it. Hmm. Okay. Although, if I may... The goof went a little too far when it came to one Miss Sandra Bullock. Sandy, if you will. Oh, yeah? Sandy, why, why, oh, why are you so corny? Oh, Sandy. Is that not her character? Yeah. I think it depends on how you looked at it. Either it's her character that she played too well and you that's why you wanted to poke her eyes out. Mm-hmm. Or it was... The way she played the character, not well enough, and it was just a pain in the ass, and you wanted to book her eyes out. Hmm. The writing was really bad for her character, too. Basically, Sandra Bullock plays a cop 
who, this is, by the way, a year before Speed came out, so before her big break. She plays a cop who has never really had to fight crime, because in this modern society in which Sylvester Stallone is released, there is no modern-day crime as we knew it back in the turn of the century. And, like, you know, the biggest thing they have to do is stop people from swearing. And This movie's almost 20 years old. It is 20 years old. It, well, it was ahead of its time. Holy crap. Yeah. And she Except is... Except for in its production design. Yeah, that's true. Like, half of this movie, they're in Super Mario Brothers land for some reason. <laughs> and not the video game. The movie based on the video game. Ujant Linguazama. She's the 90s, like, aficionado of the group. And so she tries desperately to use turn-of-the-century slang all the time. And she fails miserably. It's just awful. We're totally going to blow those guys. Blow up. Up. <laughs> yeah, you could take this and shovel it. Good enough. <laughs> and, you know, like, she's just kind of... Not... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. Kind of a tight ass. You know, I mean, I get it. It's the new society. But, like, we can't exchange bodily fluids. Do you know what happens? After HIV, there was BTB. And after BTB, <laughs> there was UBV. And after UBV, everybody died. And... <laughs> get out! Anyway. Things like that. Gosh. Yeah. She was kind of annoying. Um, Killjoy. So, okay. So what did I... I don't think I like this movie as much as you do. Oh. But... That's a shame. I do like it. Okay. Well, what do you not like about it? I'm curious. Uh, the the whole look of it, for being a futuristic movie, you're just like... I don't know. Some things were ahead of their time, like the cars that they used. Okay, the car is okay. Think about it. 1993. Think about what everybody was driving back in 1993 compared with what now. It's not that dissimilar from an electric hybrid or... I like the idea of the movie. I like uh, I like Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes in it. I like um, all like the really goofy random touches like um, the fact that every restaurant is Taco Bell in the future. Um, but see, and that's part where I'm like, now they took it a little too far. The fact that um, t- instead of using toilet paper, they use three t- seashells. Which nobody knows how to use. By nobody, I mean. Do you want me to tell you the secret? Yeah. Okay, you ready to How do you use blown? the three seashells? So you don't use toilet paper. Uh-huh. Right next to you, you have three seashells. Yeah. So, you use two seashells as kind of like um, chopsticks to pull it out. And then you use the third one to scrape. The remaining poop. Ew. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is according to Sylvester Stallone in like an interview he did like way later. Is this conjecture? Is it? Is it? Or does he like have the inside track? Does somebody that's what, tell him? That's what the writer told him apparently. Had to give him the backstory about the three seashells because it was never explained in the movie. Wait a minute, no, that doesn't make sense because they don't exchange any sort of bodily fluids whatsoever, and there are three seashells in a public bathroom that everyone's using. Oh no, I hear someone. I also hear someone who wants to guest star on the podcast. Oh, Brooklyn. Oh, baby girl, she hit her head tonight. We're very sad for her. Do we need to pause it? We probably should. Okay, pause. I think I might be dying. No. I know, we just came back. It's like a bad time to die. Why? Let's finish the podcast first. My arm. Whoa, I need to take you out in the woods. You must be doing some heroin. And by heroin, you mean chocolate. What do you have chocolate on your arm for? Why not? Have you been in You know you're not supposed to inject yourself with chocolate. I basically have what look like little pinpricks of chocolate all over my arm, which does make it look vaguely like I have been trying to shoot up some chocolate. So back to the seashells. So that's technically how you use them, but we, we'd have to assume that once you're finished using them, they kind of are cleaned in some way. Like there's like a self-cleaner or something, like once you put them back in the little thing. I don't know about that. <laughs> No? I don't know about that. So you're just, you know, scooping in other people's poop and then rubbing your poop with their well, poop? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, back and forth forever and ever. But that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not supposed to be an ex- exchange of bodily fluids of any kind, so that doesn't even make sense. 
What do you mean it doesn't make sense? Okay, let's say they had some They're sort of, sanitized in between. Okay, they have a UV sanitizer, let's say. Okay. It doesn't remove debris, it just sanitizes it. So what, you have clean poop on the seashell and then you put it back? No, there's like a... There's a... Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't make this up. Didn't think so. Also, how awkward is that to pull something out? By the way, why do you need help pulling it out? It comes out on its own. <laughs> Sometimes it does it. Sometimes you got to pull it out. What <laughs> body have you been living in, in what universe, with what poop? Oh, no. That doesn't even make sense. How like, would you use a three seashells? Okay, well, we haven't even acknowledged, because you, you don't understand because you're a guy, but girls have to wipe after they pee. Otherwise, you could get a UTI. Okay. So, maybe... One seashell's for pee, one's one for poop. One is for pee, and, like, the tip is, like, you wipe with it. Uh-huh. And then... One is for poop, and one is for periods. Ah, oh, gross. <laughs> Three things. <laughs> gross. Well, oh yeah, because it's much less gross to think of two pinching off a turd and then the third one you being used as a wipe. Much less gross. You're right. I didn't make that up. I can't be right though. Why would you need to pinch it out? You can just poop it out. If you have a bidet, you don't even need any of this. Okay, done and done. A bidet. Okay. There you go. Alright, what else was goofy about this movie? Uh, we've addressed Sandra Bullock. We've addressed the three seashells. Sex. The fact that everybody... Yeah, oh, that will get there. Sex headsets. Okay, so instead of people actually exchanging bodily fluids like we just talked about, instead, they sit across from each other wearing what looks like half of a helmet. <laughs> and it's like mind wave sex. You're on the same wavelength, and I guess, like, you feel body-wise, like, certain sensations and everything, but there's no actual touching involved, nor is there any miming of touching involved. You're just, like, sitting there and then going, ooh. <laughs> I hope you don't do that, but yeah. And it's kind of like, really? This is sex in the future? And, you know, apparently it's because we have had so many illnesses that they felt the need to take touching out of the equation, but... You get fined for cursing? Which is bullshit. But you don't get fine money because there's no money in the future. You get fine credits. I know. That sucks. Yeah. I guess there's money in the underground system, but not above ground. So there you go. We would be fucked. You could find one credit. <laughs> okay. That's it. One credit. Nice. Um, yeah, so there's that. Also, everybody looks like they're walking around in desert robes and turbans. Mm-hmm. And I think I read some sort of note somewhere that said the reason for that was they thought that, like, in the future, um, everybody would be, like, both eco-friendly and cost-effective and wear the same sort of material for everything that was lightweight and comfortable and, like, yet somehow protected from all the elements. I don't know. It was ridiculous. I can't just be me and wear what I want? No, you must wear a desert robe and a turban. That sucks. Clearly. What else about the future? What else was there? Um, Your computers were interesting. Were they? Yeah. Basically, you could walk into a room and imagine if you were Skyping with somebody, but that somebody were, was on like 15 monitors. And they all turned towards you when you walked in because they were kind of freestanding as opposed to like built into a wall or, you know, um, a, a large monitor. And in that regard, it was kind of forward thinking because everything was more flat screen. Everything was flat screen as opposed to what we had back then, which was big butted TVs and movies and stuff like that. There were certain things that were slightly forward thinking. Like I said, the cars specifically, and I think the overall computer look and layout. And they also made mention of the Schwarzenegger building or library because didn't you know he got into politics? Which I thought was funny. That's forward thinking of them. Yeah. What else? The E-Building. Oh, yeah. They shot something at the E-Building where Justin used to work. Um. All right. <laughs> well, good. I think that the title of this movie was misplaced. Like, Demolition Man. 
that leads me to believe it's just a, you know, rock'em sock'em action movie. Mm-hmm. Demolition well, Man. What would you have titled it? Cryogenic Cop Man. <laughs> John Spartan. <laughs> yeah, right? John Spartan? Oh, God. Um, Three seashells. No. <laughs> um, something like... Get him bad. You should never have the job of naming <laughs> films ever. I would like to name nail polish colors. Have you ever looked at a bottle of nail polish well, and seen we the jump color? From, we jump from naming films. I would really be good at naming nail polishes. I would. Have you ever seen it where it's like you look at the bottom of a pink bottle of nail polish and at the bottom it says like bubblegum pop and like that's the name of that color of nail polish. Okay. They'll have crazy names. And sometimes when celebrities design them they have even crazier names. Like what? Like Mariah has a whole line of hers for um She's crazy, so Orly, I think, or um is it Orly? Something. Or- oh no, it's OPI. It's a brand. And like you look at the bottom and it's like Honey Butterfly or like a name of her song where it's like fantasy and wow, very inventive for her. Well, she's two lines. One of them are song titles, and the other ones are like things that she comes up with, which is like you know, marshmallow fluff, purple pop, popple, That's a word, popleness. Marshmallow fluff, popleness. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. She was really high when she was <laughs> developing this line. <laughs> I'm guessing half of them came from, like, her management and label, and the other half of what she was actually allowed to do, and that's what happened. And these things are high-selling apologies. Sure they are. How do they fit all that on the, on the bottom? I don't know. But it's funny, because you, like, women actually remember the names of certain ones. Like, you go out, and people, like, I'm making this up, but this particular color, because I don't know off the top of my head, but it's, like, Blackberry Rum. And if you're like, oh, I like that one that's kind of like that dark one, like, oh, Blackberry Rum, like... Women know the names of these. If you give them the brand name, they know the names of nail polishes. It's crazy. This is stupid. Yeah, I want that job, though. You know what I would name mine? What? Demolition Man. And I'd be like, ooh, is it red? <laughs> See? Hmm. Anyway. Um, kind of a, a, a great role for Wesley Snipes, by the way. Yeah. I guess... Uh... All the money he made for this, he didn't pay taxes on, and that's why he's been in prison for the last two years. Wait, how long? He's been in prison for like two years. Two years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I gotta pay those taxes, man. That's a mistake. Hopefully it's a nice white-collar prison, and not like the kind of prison where they cryogenically freeze you. A nice what? White-collar prison. Oh, she said white-collar prison. (laughs) Oh my god. He's gonna feel out of place. At least he knows martial arts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was another forward thinking part when Sandra Bullock all of a sudden busted out some karate and everyone was like, how'd you learn to do that? She goes, watching Jackie Chan movies? And that was like before Jackie Chan movies were mainstream. I think Jack- they wanted, originally they wanted in this movie, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal. Ugh. They wanted Jean-Claude to play the bad guy, Simon Phoenix. And seems to God play John Spartan. I'm not a fan of um, what's his face. You just said his name, not Jean Claude. The other one, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. I am not a fan. Really? What movies no. have you seen him in? He just bothers me as a person. What movies have you seen him in? The action ones. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you haven't seen his love stories? You can't. <laughs> We have to, we're going to have a Steven Seagal uh, double feature soon. No. Though. Yeah. I don't like him. I don't want to. Okay. Okay. So back to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Leary is in it, by the way. Yeah, he is. Which is a pleasant surprise because he's basically like the Peter Pan of the underground. <laughs> the Peter Pan of the underground. <laughs> he is. Why? Because he's a leader? Yeah. Why, why is he the Peter Pan? Because <laughs> people follow him and okay. wait. Okay, I'm waiting for the Peter Panness of him. <laughs> He's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not trying to be a leader. He just finds himself in that role. As often the best leaders do. They're not trying to, like, 
cult of following. It just happens organically. He even says, he's like, ah, I don't want these people just like to follow me around. And I fly. <laughs> no, he doesn't fly. <laughs> and I wear tights. <laughs> no. He is the Peter Pan, Pan in the underground. I'm waiting to hear why he's the Peter Pan in the underground. I just told you. Because he's, bl- he's a blonde leader? And he's unwittingly a leader. <laughs> okay. Peter Pan wasn't trying to lead all those lost boys. It just kind of happened. <laughs> and they were lost, just like the people in the underground world. See? Same thing. Holy moly. <laughs> I hope that, by the way, when he accepted this role, that's how it was described to him by his management. So you're basically going to be Peter Pan of the underground. Sold! (laughs) Am I the unwitting Peter Pan leader? Double sold. Yes. Do I fly? Nope. That's okay. I'm scared. scared Help me buy cigarettes? Yes. (laughs) Let's do this. Yeah. Do I have to shave? Cut my hair? No? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so the people of the underground live in the sewer system, and they dine on delicacies like Mexican fried rat burgers. Yum. Mmm, delicious. Mm-hmm. Next time we go to the Hollywood Bowl and we're walking outside and afterward after a bit too much wine, and you're like, oh, that smells so good, said the vegetarian. I'm going to remind you where that burger came from, or that hot dog. It's rat. But Peter Pan told me it was good. <laughs> He's not here. Uh, so, Dennis Leary leads unwittingly, like we said. Wesley Sex is basically sent there to kill him. However, John Spartan tells him, hey, guess what? You can kind of lead if you really want to, and you can lead above ground, and we're going to throw down the government, and it's going to be awesome. And he's like, all right. So then they do it, and there you go. That was great. No. I got distracted. <laughs> oh, man. Lately, I've been thinking I should try Adderall. Yeah? Uh-huh. Mm. I'm a little scared of it. Mm-hmm. But yet, I think it might behoove me. Ooh, behoove. Behoove. Um, yeah. Trying college is pretty cool. Oh, did you take it? Huh? Did you take it? Uh, no, I didn't take it. Were you prescribed I, it by your physician I knew and then people you took that, it? That took it when they needed to study for long hours in the library. Here's a question. What? Is it kind of like a one-off drug that you can take like Xanax? Or is it something that you're supposed to take consistently like an antidepressant? Um, I think you can do either. Oh. So it's like Clonopin. Yes. Clonopin. We're really good parents, and, you guys. And three seashells. And three seashells. <laughs> Full of Coke. Actually, I don't even need the Coke or the Adderall or the Klonopin. <laughs> Just give me the three seashells. I'm good. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me my three seashells. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Okay. So anyway, I like where this movie was going. I liked the concept. I thought it was interesting. Um, I think they got a lot of things right. You're right that they got some things wrong. Mm -hmm. But overall, and it's an enjoyable movie, Wesley Snipes is enjoyable, I think, more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And because he's so enjoyable, he makes a great villain. It's funny how sometimes if villains are just so inherently um, in their own head or, you know, just... Just evil, like, just for the sake of being evil, that there's no... Speaking of somebody that might have been on coke during the movie. Wesley? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I think that kind of helped, though. <laughs> helped his performance. So, things like that. He was just an enjoyable character, even though we were not supposed to root for him. And I really didn't root for him. I just felt he was an enjoyable presence. He had a great death in the movie, too. Yes. Yes, he did. He got frozen, and then he got his head kicked off. But the funny thing was, he didn't look frozen like you would think. He just looked like he turned into a statue. And I was like, what was that, like a statue radar gun or something? And you were like, no, I think it's ice. And then his head got cut off, yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. (laughs) It was a great car chase scene. You don't like it? Mm. You're giving me a skeptical look. It was okay. Okay. 
what would have made it better for you if it he didn't get in an accident that foamed up? <laughs> that Protection the, foam. That was actually the best part. I like that part. Yeah. Okay. I agree, actually. You're right. Hmm. Okay. Sandra Bullock, I've given my two cents. What do you think? Um, she's hot. Obnoxious. She was obnoxious. She was obnoxious. And every time she got carried along for the ride, I'm like, why is he taking her with him? Does she, is he actually think she's going to be useful? She's like Gidget. This is Gidget and as in, a cop. And in the end, he finally wises up and just zaps her and says, help, just lay down here while I go save the day. Yeah. Thank God. Nice. I hate to say it because she set us back as far as women are concerned. And that set us back too. But, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm sleepy. Oh. Well, that's a good denouement to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sleepy. We're so boring. Well, maybe we'll do another podcast um, sooner than two months from now. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be nice. We should go see you all dead. No, thanks. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there are movies coming up that we would like to see. I see previews all the time because you're a preview junkie. And I go, ooh, that looks great. Things well, I'm looking forward well, to. Great Gatsby. We're definitely, I know we... That play- movie also by Nicholas... Was it Winning or Winding? Huh? Nicholas Winding Winding. Yes. Winding, what is his name? Nicholas Winding Winding. That's what we're going to call him. <laughs> Only God Forgives with Gosling. Yes. Nice. want to see that. There's a lot of good movies coming out this uh, summer. Star Trek. Yes. Yes. Three things I'm excited about. Good. What are you excited about? Done. Those things. And sleep? And sleep. Sleep is an exciting thing. Oh, but thanks for all five of you who have listened to this. Thanks for bearing with us, Jordan. We're, we're sorry. It took so long. We'll try harder. This thing These is are the as same as things we always say. No, no, always no. say. Think what? of this as the easing you back in podcast. This is yeah. the shallow Just the end. tip. Just the Just tip. Just the tip. Just to see how it feels. Just the tip. Feels good. Yeah. And then we have will dive further. Three seashells. Put on your sex headset. All right. Let's do it. Don't go to a white color prison if you're not white. <laughs> Bad news. Especially oh. if you're an RAPist. <laughs> I'm the best RAPist ever. That's true. You won't see me coming. RAP, Roger Ebert. <laughs> Should we, you want to do a closing <laughs> rap? Thanks for listening to So I Married Movie Geek. We gonna go out because we're chic. And by chic, I mean tired. So, so tired. It's time to go to sleep. You are fired. Wicker, 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 wicker.